Well, hello. I'm Amelia Myers. I'm Jason Rosenwalk. And, and this, this is Married, married to Hollywood. Hollywood, where we break down the good, the bad, and the ugly about being married to each other and the industry. So, uh, before we get into the. Before we get into how we're our, doing or our problems or our things, um, do you want to start? Or? We, we just want to take a moment to talk about everything that's been going on um, since it's been nine days. Yeah. The, the the murder of George Floyd and everything that's been going on nationwide, worldwide. I mean, it was showing protests in Paris today uh, from the, the peaceful protests here around Los Angeles uh, to, to the riots, the and, riots the and the looting yeah. and everything that's going on. Um, we hope you all are staying safe. We hope you are all being active and participating to make change because change needs to happen and we mm-hmm. all need to stand together in order to do this. Uh, but there are... Multiple factors going on that are making things frightening, while at the same time, um, I don't want to say exhilarating, but exhilarating to see everyone uniting for change. But it it comes with a mixed bag. How are you feeling, babe? Um, well, I just want to pause before I even say anything about this and just say I'm a, I'm a white guy. Um, yeah, I've got a boatload of privilege, and um, I just want to say. If you're in a community that needs their the voices uplifted of the people of color, if you have friends who are people of color, uplift their voices right now. Um, stand together. Stand strong. Um, I would say the two of us uh, have lived very privileged lives, and we just want to mm-hmm. say we're here to listen. We're here to do what needs to be done to support our communities Offer of color. support in any way we can. And if there's any way we can uplift voices, if there's any charities that we can promote so that people are getting their bail paid for for being in protests or anything like that, please reach out to us and let us know. We want to be as uh, helpful and as supportive as we can in these challenging times. Uh, I know um, it's, it seems like everyone's getting involved now all at once, and that can kind of seem disingenuous and kind of hopping on the bandwagon. But I have to say, um, not a bad bandwagon to have people hop on as long as they're hopping on it and staying on it and riding True. it until we can True. cross the finish line of actual equality that that has needed to happen for so long until all lives are equal. Black lives matter. Black lives matter. It's a, and, um, it's been a really crazy few days in our little neck of Hollywood seeing cops out in force, um, full riot gear, all the cruisers parked out, everybody with their, um, anti-riot weapons or anti-people, whatever you call them, the crowd control weapons on full display. And I have to say, um, I was there was a helicopter buzzing our um, townhouse earlier today, and I went, oh, honey, they're here for you. And we both just paused and I went, oh, my God, that is such a white privilege moment to have that you can joke. To be able to say That you can like joke that. about the cops being there for you. And I just... Checked myself in the I moment. I saw it I was in your like, eyes when you, when you said wow. it. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> like, you don't even realize how deep this runs it's in our society. Right, right. That as a white person, you can joke as a person of wealth or anything like that. You could joke about the cops being there for you. But if you're from a disadvantaged community, um, as far as uh, under-resourced or a community of color, no, the cops might really just be coming there for you, just yeah. to come for you. And it, it's it's insane. Um, speaking to the 
police of it all. The people who join the police who are trying to uplift their communities and just trying to put a food on the table for their family, like those are those are people too, and they deserve our respect and they Jason deserve our support. Jason did make a comment, that exact comment this but evening. There, it was the um, the citywide. I don't know if it was nationwide, but I know it was at least citywide. At nine o'clock this evening, everyone was to go out on their balconies or front steps or out to the street with a flashlight for eight minutes and forty six seconds in, in honor of what George happened Floyd. to George Floyd. And we we did it after we finally got Lila down. She had a hard time going down tonight. She actually said she was scared as helicopters yeah, were going the, by. Yeah. And we had to talk to her about what was happening. And she's not even two guys. Like it's just it's it's affecting everybody. It, yeah. it, that's kind of heartbreaking in that regard. But it was a beautiful moment to see neighbors around us on their balconies with their helicopter or with um, the flashlights. And then all of a sudden, right behind us, I mean, it was like basically at the end over of our us. Block. Yeah. There was, as nine o'clock, the second curfew started, this helicopter circling, circling sirens going, news helicopters. And Jason was kind of um, with his flashlight going, you know, like, Go, go away. away. <laughs> oh, sure. Go away. <laughs> go away. Sure. And then he made that comment of, well, I mean, these people are also working their job to support for their to support their families, and, and we do have to respect that as well. There's just, just a way it's to just, do it's it. It's just the institutions. the violence. The, the institutions that are set up that they have, um, that they're having their job in. It's interesting. So I feel like the people who are um, forced to take jobs as police, and I don't, I don't want to say forced as if people are, required to yeah but i feel like people who end up in uh, the police force and the military by and large it is um people uh from disadvantaged communities people from communities of color mm-hmm. or from lower mm-hmm. income communities mm-hmm. so then they end up um policing themselves as opposed to a, a system that is a uh, public service which is what the police are supposed to be firefighters are supposed to be they're supposed to be a public good right um police are there to enforce and it's not that's at this point in the game that shouldn't be how we're educating our police that shouldn't be how we're training our police we should be training them to be allies of communities and training like i was have been seeing so many um photos of like look at this police line this is how they lined up and they lined up perpendicular to the protest as opposed to parallel if they lined up along the streets mm. to protect the protesters mm-hmm. And also to protect the property, the protesters could just go protest. And anybody who's a looter who's not actually part of the protest movement would be stopped from looting. If there's a rioter, you know what? At this point, violent protests, I can't tell anybody how to protest. This stuff is no, way past me. I right. don't understand. But let's not let's not rob from people. Let's not kill people. Because there's been some people who like... Uh, um, a friend of mine had a coworker who was stabbed to death during one of the riots. What? Yeah. Um, when? A few nights back. Babe. Yeah. It's. it's oh my gosh. Yeah. I just. I'm really just processing it in this moment. That's this is the first time he's mentioned it. To and me. I'm just. We we are so far gone. We are so far gone in society. We've built ourselves up so far and so high off of the backs of people that we've never ever brought back up to our level and it's just so shameful and then we sit here in pie in our pious little white towers telling people how they should be voicing themselves and i know i'm part of the problem too 
and it's just like oh. we, we all are on different degrees. As <laughs> I don't to, know, I don't know how to communicate what I'm feeling, and I don't know how to be supportive in the right way. That's and one thing like, I've been grappling uh, with since this started. One with social media, I'm not very present on social media. Regardless, I will post some adorable pictures of Lila now and then. I will post some career things when I have career things going on, but I've I've never been one to be on social media all the time. And with all of this, I just there are so many emotions. I didn't know what to say and I didn't want to offend anyone by saying anything or having something I was saying being misconstrued. So I didn't. And then the other day I got really emotional seeing, hey, all my white friends, don't stay silent. Silent is complicit. Silence is complicit. It's complicit. Silence and, is and, violence. And you're, you're part of this problem. And I just, on top of everything else going on in our lives, I that hit me in a way because I love and support and I'm... I, but I, you just you don't know what to do aside from peaceful protests and do what you can do in numbers to show that you're here and you care. But it's very hard to try to not want to upset or offend anyone, but wanting to be there at the same time. And social media can take it and and skew it. Yeah. And it can be a very I don't want to say delicate matter because it's not that it's a delicate matter. But we need to we need to show that we're all here for each other. Yeah. And. I'll be equal, and it's just, it's it's hard. It's an interesting thing, um, because one of the things that I consistently tell to my parents, um, one of the flaws of our childhood and our education system is teaching us that we are all equal. Yes, we are all equal, but not all of us have had an equal opportunity. Not all of us have come from an equal background. Oh, I heard you say this. And not yeah, all of us have... Um, not all of us have been treated equally by this country. We right. might all be equal. Right. But black but there people... there are systemic, deep-rooted issues. Yeah, have just been been systemically oppressed. And you can look at the entertainment industry. We talked a, while, a little bit ago um, it, about the representation of different people's stories and the glorification of um, violence against black people. And it's just... And he's always cast as the villain. That's something that you've always yeah. talked about when we see films. Oh, of course he's cast as the villain, or of course yeah. that's who they're... Yeah. And, you know. and I mean, it's, it, was a, it was a trope in horror films. The black guy goes first. Right. <laughs> and like, yeah. it, it's, a, it's such a problem throughout our cultural history, especially here in the United States, that we treat people of color as inferior. And that has got to and end... That- and if there's any way that Amelia and I can be part of that movement, we will do our best. We will be supportive. Absolutely. We will donate <laughs> when we can, if we have money to donate. Um, we will give of our time. We will call our representatives, call our senators, mm-hmm. write letters, email people. We will definitely tweet and post on Facebook like most of our generation. <laughs> we, <laughs> we think that that does a lot. But I just want to say um, I'm disgusted with what happened to George Floyd. Me too. Because that was uh, murder. It was murder. It was, um, uh, I'm also um, disgusted with the way leadership in this country is handling it. Absolutely. Both here locally in Los Angeles um, as well as at the state level and then as well as at the federal level. Mm-hmm. I think that it is high time that people are able to just say, you know what? We screwed up. We've been treating people badly. I'm going to introduce a bill 
Let's and then I'm going to support somebody that right. can actually get the job done. Because right. you know what? I've just been getting fat and wealthy off of bad policy for all these years. And I just wish that people had the humanity to do that. Because at the end of the day, we're all people. And yeah. if we don't acknowledge the humanity in one another, we deprive the other person of it. And that just it breaks my heart. It, it's heartbreaking. It's truly really heartbreaking. And we are privileged AF. <laughs> I know. I know. It's, when you look at the, the scales of how that balances, we, uh. we do fall in that category. And it's, it, I, just, I keep hearing a, a five-year-old girl I used to nanny. Well, she's not five anymore, but when I nannied her, she was she's five. She's like 12 She's now. 12 now. <laughs> um, <laughs> her name was also Amelia, and her little brother Theo was two, and so they called me Mia. It was very cute. And she came home from camp one day, and she looked very upset, and she looked at me and went, Mia, she was five years old. She goes, I am disappointed in the state of humanity. I was like, what? And we had this whole talk. And this week, one, that phrase, not just from a child's mouth, but just in the world and in what's happening in our country yeah. specifically, it's we are so disappointed yeah. in the state of humanity. We've lost the plot. Well, yeah. And then just to continue on, but kind of turn it a little bit, we're also kind of going, Jason keeps going, so it's the beginning of the purge. One thing when that movie came out, the original, was the original in 2014? Is that uh, right? Yeah. The very first one? It's like right before Donald Trump ro rolled his way down that escalator I, I and think, committed us all to this hellscape. I think it was 2014. I can fact check this in a minute, but I, I'm pretty sure. Um, to, any of my, to any of my super conservative friends that are still um, supporting the current president that listen to this, come at me, bro. <laughs> Jason. Yeah. Um, but no, the... Uh, the Purge, the the thing that made that movie so scary, the first one, I mean, the mm -hmm. rest, the, the others yeah. sort of turned into that universe and all that, but the very first one, what made it so scary is Jason and I looked at each other and went, we're not too far off from this actually happening. Yeah. That's what's so scary about that film. And watching what's been happening the last couple of days, upstairs just now, we couldn't tell if we were hearing gunshots down the street or, or fireworks. fireworks. Or riot or control. Riot control. Yeah. We couldn't, because, I mean, there's like we said, since Lila went down, there's been nothing but... Buzzing and if you sirens fire, and if you fire a rubber bullet here. directly at somebody, you can still kill them. Well, yeah, you're supposed to shoot it at the ground, right? But I mean, there's been videos that they haven't been, they've been <laughs> shooting no, rubber been bullets shooting right and, and there's pepper a balls. Poor girl who was maimed in, I think, Georgia. Wow. Yeah, she lost a chunk of her forehead. Oh my somebody gosh! Somebody else was permanently oh blinded in one eye. Oh my gosh! Oh my gosh! Um, We're living through history now. Well, well, yes, no, we are living through history. But Jason and I got into this conversation of. Holy cow! Could something like the the purge actually become reality in a way? Yeah. And I, it's we're almost watching that unfold. I don't know what it's, it's going to turn into, but interestingly, I think this is the um, electoral flip of what probably brought about the beginning of the purge. Because mm -hmm. what I can see, the purge is uh, a feckless, um, left leaning government getting overrun by a self-righteous, um, right-leaning, like the New Founding Fathers in those films. I see yeah. them as being much more like libertarian, um, Second Amendment-loving, gun-toting, red-blooded Americans. Interesting. <laughs> I Interesting. Because what's happening right now um, is a consolidation of power in, into the executive. I don't see it as much as the... Um, uh, purge. I th I think of this as like a very long. I think it's a beer harl pushed. Is what it was called. Um, 
is basically the riot that allowed Hitler to consolidate power during the Weimar Republic. Mm. This is like a long form of that where um, the right-leaning aspects of our culture can say, well, look, look at all these peaceful protests we had when we were upset about the COVID masks and not getting our hair cut and our nails done. Right. And we didn't riot. We didn't loot. Well, okay, to be fair, the cops didn't shoot at you. They didn't stop you from doing things. They just um, stopped you from invading the houses of government and stopped you from attacking nurses, which sometimes you did anyway. Um, And it's this interesting... This interesting thing happens in our country where we get all excited. We get all hot under the collar about something. And then we get distracted by the next shiny thing. I hope that all of this up, like a uproar does something. There's a beautiful video yeah. of George Floyd's daughter sitting on, I think it's her uncle's shoulders yes. in the middle of Minneapolis. And it's in the middle of a march and he's spinning around and she's seeing everything. And she's smiling. And she's smiling and she says, my dad changed the world. Daddy changed the world. I hope. It goes, what did dad do? What did your daddy do? She goes, daddy changed the world. I hope hope that not another person has to lay down their life. No, already other people have. I know. And it's... I know. And a police officer um, got uh, got killed during, I think, I forget where. It's just, I'm I'm exhausted. I can't... If I'm exhausted, I can't... Can't even am, fathom. Yeah. The, the, the fraction of exhaustion that I have with this. Frustration, anger, pain, everything that we're feeling is magnified. Times by, a gajillion for right. any of our friends who are people of color. And it's just like, I can't even begin to understand, but I, I'm here to empathize. And I'm, yeah. we're, if we've been part of the problem at all, we're sorry. We're sorry. Um, I'm sure we have been. The system definitely benefits us. So, no, like, through action or inaction, if we've been part of the problem, we're sorry. Yeah. I'm just, I'm shattered by oh, all this. Babe. It just, it's like, it's gross, man. It is. We're, it f- is. we're like, we're bordering on a failed state, if not a full and failed state. And then that photo op. Oh my goodness. Oh gosh. Do you want to get into that? Oh. Yeah, go ahead. You can, you can speak your piece on it. I mean, <laughs> it's I just, just like, <laughs> okay. Uh, a friend of mine, every time I post on Facebook, it'd be a really good time for our country to have a president right now. Right before um, President Trump makes his speech about um, how he's going to send in the military to help dominate these protesters if they don't calm down. And then they, um, I think they used gas canisters to disperse a crowd. Some people are saying tear gas. Some people are saying it wasn't tear gas and uh, rubber bullets and um, police force to move peaceful protesters out of the way so that he can walk across Lafayette Park to go pose in front of a church with a Bible. Bible. Now, I'm not Christian, but I imagine Jesus would have been a protester. I don't imagine (laughs) in these circumstances the man that I've read so much about and have heard so much about from all of my Christian friends my whole life, I don't imagine he would be the one super in in favor of uh, the police state that we're about to land ourselves in. Right. So I just want to say, Mr. President, you definitely don't listen to this, but if you did, (laughs) please, for the love of God, reach down into whatever's left of your heart, find some humanity, 
and be a human being. Stop serving your ego. Stop serving your bank account. Stop serving the special interests that are trying to make you wealthy. And just listen to the people and take care of your people. And when you don't, you'll be gone on January 20th. And I'm thankful for that. Right. Wow. Babe, proud of you. (laughs) (laughs) Emotionally vomiting onto a microphone? Well, thank you. Right. That's, That's a lot. There's so much more to talk about today. Um, we, again, don't have a couple. It's, it's been, since quarantine, it's been very difficult having Oh, yeah, and I haven't, been at, I haven't been at work in five And we days. haven't been uh, doing weekly, and then Jason was unfurloughed, went back to work, and then hasn't been there in five days because all of this happened. Um, and, so and, it's just and the been, National Guard rolled up to the right, Palisades the Village. Showed up at the village. So the Grove got looted. And which is a Crusoe owned property, and then the National Guard is protecting the Palisades Village, it's, which is also a Crusoe owned property. Right. right. So the National Guard should be protecting sure protesters. Oh, I mean, I do. I have to go pay the bills. Huh. <laughs> until, until this acting thing takes off and this production <laughs> thing takes off, gotta still pay those bills from a day job. Yeah. No. It's it's been uh it's very been interesting having Jason. He was here for so long with the furlough and then went back. And I got thrown back into full time all the time with Lila, except with no help and trying to teach during her nap windows. Mm-hmm. But she's not napping. Um, Progressively less. <laughs> so it's, it's complicated when there's not a sitter here to help out during that nap window and I'm trying to teach in the nap window. Um, but I, have, I do have a consult for a new Great. Uh, student tomorrow, which is good right after my, my 145 lesson. Um, but there have been there have been many ups and downs emotionally outside of everything else we just discussed. Now we're going to go into our own world here and our own our own issues, which which I have to say, I'm almost grateful for the backdrop that we're living against right now because it puts it all into really stark perspective. Everything we're about to talk about, as hard and difficult as it is for us, it's a moot point compared to what yeah, no, it really, <laughs> is going like, on. It's, like it's a, still our lives. And one thing I've always done is I've always compared what I'm going through to others going, I have it so much easier, or my problems aren't nearly as hard as such and such. Our feelings are valid, and what we're going through right now is difficult. However, in the grand scheme, I, but it's I, not. I, <laughs> I mean, I, it's just not. <laughs> I think in a weird way, though, this is the first time for me um, it feels like really salient that it's like, oh wow, no, we have an, um, we have it really good. As hard as this as is, as hard as it is, as challenging as this all is, we have it really good. So, what we mean by all of this? Let's let's back it let's up a little bit. Be cryptic. Let's, let's 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 break it down. Break it down. Let's speak in analogy and right. cryptograms. Right. Um. After. Months of negotiations back and forth, and I think I, we touched upon this on our last episode two weeks ago, of trying to negotiate a deal to stay here for another six months or a year at a lesser rate, not wanting to move at the height of the pandemic, me being immunocompromised and really not wanting to be out with COVID raging, and it's about to majorly spike again because of everything going on. Um, they finally came back and said no to all of her offers. Both Westside Property Management and the owner. And the owner. Uh, even though we had the deal was so close to being done, and there was just one component, and they they, so f- they said no. Um, from a business perspective, from a business perspective, fair, I understand. It's a fair component, however, also from a business perspective, humanity, it's a terrible, it's a terrible deal decision for them. because no one's going to move in here at the price nope. that they want right now. There's nope. no possible way. There's no way. And they're spent thousands of dollars on cleaning it. Yeah, that's, that's and it's going to sit empty for 
who knows how long. Um, anyway, all that being said, <laughs> my first time venturing out of the house in two and a half months was to go apartment hunting. On Jason's days off the last couple of weeks, we've been seeing properties together in the morning with Lila in the car and taking turns going in. And then in the afternoons, Jason stays home once we put Lila down for her nap and I've been going all over the place. Except I've for been that going one day where I went and got the alternator fixed in my car. You picked me up. Right. We ran down to Shirley for And then we ran down birthday. to Shirley for which we're gonna talk about that too, because that's that's a positive thing. Um Actually, let's talk about that first, because that's a happy thing. Our dear cousin, Shirley <laughs> Ross, turned Join us on a tangent, will you? 100 years old on May 29th. You want to talk about something beautiful? She's, she's inspirational. I mean, she's amazing. I want to be here when I grow up. And I've said this before. I've always yeah. called her my little well, firecracker. She went ziplining in Costa Rica for her 95th. We were planning a huge blowout for her 100th. But then, unfortunately, COVID and social distancing, and we had to cancel it. And her friends were putting together a huge uh, car parade celebration, which the first car, I was talking to her, I said, how was it? And she went, the first car was a police cruiser with the sirens on. So that's what started her parade was, which I think, I mean, it's pretty great, pretty great. And then all of her friends, we couldn't go on her actual birthday because Jason was going to be back at work and it was going to be at two o'clock, which is smack in the middle of Lila's nap time. So on Jason's day off last Tuesday, we completely surprised her and we showed up and our dear friends Regina and Christian who have been been guests on on our show. Um, The mold of ours. The mold of ours. They came because they love Shirley. Uh, They've kind of become Shirley's ride to events, big events with us. Because they live on the west side and we live on the east side. (laughs) And they've gotten very friendly so when we reached out asking do you want to be a part of it they said absolutely. And we had cake and sparklers and flowers and and balloons and I made vegan brownies. Well, there was an issue with the egg substitute. <laughs> <laughs> we thought that's a whole other thing. Um, I did not realize that what the the box that I was using, um, it said not recommended for egg substitute with this product, and I, I missed that. So it, it, they turned out interesting, but they were still good. Um, and she was so happy and really surprised, and we gave her her tiara. And it's talk about a f- true life milestone that is beautiful and incredible and inspirational, but also comes with its own pitfalls. I mean, yeah. she's talked about how lonely it can be as you get older and those that you love who are closest to you, you outlive. And yeah. she has the most incredible group of friends who are about 20, 25 years younger, and they're really her girls. Yeah. But she's Which the puts last. puts them all in their 70s. They, they are now. <laughs> they're all in their 70s. Um, but she's the last of her, she's you know, especially since, since my grandmother passed in February. Shirley is the matriarch of, of the family and that generation now. And she is just so special. So to be able to surprise her, she was truly surprised. I called her and she went, Oh dear, how are you? Cause we've been talking a lot with our, with what we've been dealing with, with Shirley. And I said, can you come outside for a moment? She goes, well, I'm not dressed. I went, that's okay. She goes, are you outside? I went, maybe. <laughs> and she comes out and sees all of this, and she was so Mind surprised. Mind you, the entire drive down to, to Shirley's, I'm like, honey, did you see if Shirley was home right now? Like, what are the chances that she's out at a doctor's appointment or something? Because she, she's been home this whole time, yeah. but she occasionally, her roommate will occasionally take her out for a drive to get her out of the house. And I was like, things got so hectic this morning, I didn't call. Whoops. So we will find out. But that was... A beautiful thing, and to be able to share that with her was very, very special mm-hmm. and meaningful. The very next day, 
um, I went to go look at an apartment in Van Nuys. It was a condo, townhouse, privately owned thing. And we deemed this was going to be the right place. This is how we were going to do it. It's going to be fit. great. Um, it was a good fit. We can afford it. We could afford it. It was a little further well, out than we wanted. We thought we could afford it. Well, I mean, ugh, we could. <laughs> it's complicated. A little further out than we wanted. But, you know, as Jason kept saying, it's not Maryland. So we went, okay, great. So I let the the leasing agent who showed us know that, you know, we're going to move forward with the application. Yeah. But we, you know... We want my husband to see it too. So that night we filled out the application, a very extensive application with, with a very thorough cover letter. If I, I wrote a very good cover letter, oh, and that also took us two and a half hours to fill out that application. The entire no, that's what I'm saying. It yeah. was, you looked at me and went, "This is the most in depth." <laughs> I felt like I was going to get a security clearance. I thought I, I thought somebody from was DOD intense. was going to call it a was, cousin. It was intense, but we did it. We uh, the next day, Vanessa tweaked one or two things or asked us to include something else, and we did. And then I got a call that afternoon that it was ours. And we were so excited because we got this apartment completely on our own. This is what we're going to do. We're going to figure out the move, how much money we had on our account that we were going to drain, what we were going to be left with, all the stuff. (laughs) And so he went to go look at the apartment on Friday night. It was good. And I went with you. It was our first time we had our babysitter over in two months that Lila was not happy that I was leaving at dinner time. Um... And now the last few days she goes, mommy always comes back, which is something I we always say, but she's old enough to understand it and say it now. We went, we decided we were going to do it. We yeah. were staying, we were sticking it out. We were going to make it happen. We were feeling nervous, but on cloud nine. And then we got home and over the weekend, we Sat down. talked to my parents, talked to Jason's parents. We really laid out the list of the pros and cons of, we had four lists. Pro-LA, Con-LA, Pro-Maryland, and Con-Maryland. And I think one of the things that really is the tipping thing is we ran all of the numbers, and we have an opportunity to own a home in Maryland in the relative short term that would keep our overhead significantly lower. Significantly like, less. Like enough that we could shoot a feature film on the difference. <laughs> not, a, not, a, not a high uh, budget feature no, film, No, no, low budget. But Super low budget. To be fair, the first year we will just continue to pay off debts and dig ourselves out of the hole we've put ourselves in financially. Yes. But it looks there like are so <laughs> many pros and cons and it is barring heartbreaking. A, barring and we a miracle. Have been, unless one of these jobs I've applied for in the next two weeks I get... And, and they give you a signing bonus of $10,000. <laughs> <laughs> pay you a third of your, your salary. Right, just up front. Up front. Um, we have just enough in our account to afford this move and first month and last month rent. And then we're going to be right at that breaking point of drowning again. And we just have to, as hard as it is, I might get emotional because every time I say it, I get emotional. It's okay. As much as we want to stay, as much as this is our home. Oh, here we go. We've I've been here for 13 years. We are artists. This is who we are and what we do. We have to do what's best for that precious little girl of ours. And there comes a point in life where you have to put your dreams and your desires on hold, on pause, to uh, care for your children and give them a better I, life. I object to part of that, what you just said. 
I don't think we're putting them on hoses. That's on hold what, no, or no, putting no. Them on pause. To be fair, that is what we said until t- like a day and a half later when we started flipping it all. Yeah. <laughs> well, but that was no. The... But something I've really realized in the last few days is everyone's journey is their journey. Yes. We we are married to Hollywood. We are we committed are, to being artists. We are committing to being actors and not content changing. creators, producers, and storytellers. Nothing will change that no. unless we actively abandon it. Right. Which we're not doing. No. We're no, just, we're just taking a detour. We are taking a, a yeah. two-year a two detour. Two to four-year detour, <laughs> I believe, is what it all ended up being. To that might, Maryland. Yeah, and it might um, land us in Nashville. It might land us in Atlanta. Atlanta it might land New York. New York, when or New York back opens back up or, or back out here. Um, but there's just, there's too much of, when you take apart the emotional aspect versus the logical, financial, economic, black and white facts. Yeah. Not to sound like my father, but it's true. Actuarial. Actual, yes. As your father would say. There is no deniable... You can't look at the numbers and think it makes any sense you can't. to stay in LA. You can't. It's, uh, it's just we have been... As, as much as our souls are on fire here and we love it so much, we have been drowning financially for years. And between COVID... And then we got hit hard with... It was like huge tax bill, then COVID. Then COVID, the furlough. The COVID, then the... Well, COVID. Well, well, furlough is part of COVID. And then to not be able to get these negotiations to go off with our landlord. And now the civil unrest and everything that's going on. And it's just, it's been one thing after another. We don't know when our industry is going to open up to any kind of new normal. It, well, I can't even say it's the way it used to be. It's not going to be. Whatever no, the new, what's good nothing's going to be. What's good is that in um, every aspect of life, nothing is going to be what it was, yeah. um, which is very exciting and is, you know, you got to, <laughs> that little line I do, positive, positive, positive. You got you to see, <laughs> see where it's going. Um, but it's all, we don't know when I'm it's positive going to. We'll get through this together. I'm positive we're going to get through this together too. Um, I mean, we even talked about the brief possibility of Jason staying in a studio and Lila and I going home for a couple of years. And um, which I, I still maintain is a terrible idea. It's terrible. That's a terrible, unless we're shooting a Spielberg like trilogy and have to be apart from each other for more than. No, no. But if one of us is on a future <sighs> film and we're getting paid scale, we're still doing that. <laughs> I think, I think. You're well, <laughs> that's not going to last two years. I mean, that'll be, you know, um, with new shooting schedules, which should result from this, who knows? Did you read? Um, we're jumping around all over the place. Did you see that Disney and a couple other studios are talking about starting up in-person auditions again, but through plexiglass? <laughs> <laughs> there are uh, several studios no. that are actually talking about this is how they're going to get it going faster than usual. Round one is going to be self-tapes. Round two might even be self-tapes. When you go in, <laughs> it's behind plexiglass. So it's going to be like a lineup I, at that's a police right? I don't know. I don't we, know. Is that how we're, we're bookending this? Maybe. It's good. It's good. <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> um, would, our, would our number three, could, could you do the monologue again? Right. I, I'm no, turn take to Take sides from page six, right? Turn to the Profiles. Right. <laughs> what? I don't, I don't know. I don't know what validity or truth, I, but I think that was on deadline. I, I, I think that was I mean, a... I'm sure you read it from a reputable source, um, but that's, that's insane But it made me, me chuckle. I just kind of went, What? But this just seems like between the uncertainty of what's going to happen with wave two of COVID, because it's coming, and oh, yeah. the protests may ex- you know, expedite it. It might, um, I, we, we don't know, but we don't know what that's going to look like. If we were to move 
get into this new place and then Jason gets furloughed again and all of my work stops again, then we are truly in trouble. Yes. And we had to make the very hard decision that for the long term of our artistic and financial lives, going back east for a few years is what we're going to have to do. And we are heartsick and devastated over it, but truly trying to find the positives. We're and we're not leaving LA. I mean, the holiday show that we direct every year for the we're studio, bounce we're bouncing back and doing it, even if it's via Zoom for half the rehearsals. Uh, the play that I was in rehearsals for before COVID hit, You're when it opens back? up next year, I'm coming back. So, I mean, and of course, we decide this on Sunday through tears, through absolute tears. And then Monday morning, I get an audition for the yeah. first time in well, months. Of course. Because that's just the way it works here. So the universe rewards you. So, Another thing, I am the kind of person who, when something is bothering me, I don't always fully express it, and I try to hold it in, and then my body attacks me. This oh, is okay. just kind of how it, how I it see goes. Where this is going. Jason is the kind of person who, he's very passionate, he's very vocal, and when something upsets him, he can go off, it can be very heated, it can be kind of large. Explosive. It can be explosive. Not, not violent, but explosive. No, not violent, but very explosive. And then he's okay. He's over it. He's, he's talked about it. He's okay. I got through it. It lays on me for days, and I silently And it weep. builds, and it builds. And it builds, and it builds, and it builds, until I kind of crack. The two days before we actually made the decision we were moving to Maryland, I saw, and not to like air all our laundry, but we are, we are very open with this, I watched my husband go through a complete meltdown, panic attack, breakdown on leaving Los Angeles of what that means of, and oh, yeah. it broke my oh. soul to see him break. And I lost it. A combination of that, a combination of the situation we're in of my parents being so gracious and wonderful to help us move back. All, all the help they've been giving, especially since Lila was born, but even before when we needed it. And that realization of, have we been playing house this whole time? And then all of the help that my parents have been giving us to try to help us get through this. In the last few months, really helping out. And, and yeah. it's, there's just, there's been so it's much insane. of, have we really not been standing on our own two feet and we're in our thirties and we're parents and I lost it. And I cried in a way I don't recall ever crying. I, I, and I, not that I want you to ever cry like that, but I think you need at least one good cry like that a year. It That's was horrific though. Get that out. And I woke <laughs> up the next morning and my shoulders and my neck, I managed to cry so hard. I, I pulled you, you my muscles. <laughs> And then the next day I noticed that my jaw was getting sore. And I was like, well, that's different. I've never experienced jaw pain before. And it got so bad. It was my ear and all down the left. And I was like, what is going on? And here I am telling my wife, it's fine. I'm just going to mansplain you some things. I have... He's like, he's got I, tension headaches. Yeah, no, I, you were... I carry all this <laughs> tension in my jaw because I clench my jaw when I sleep and when I talk and when I think. You'll be fine. And I'm trying just to chew icing. and I went, you feel this when you eat every day? Like, I can't chew my food. And he was like, I know, isn't it awful? I was like, oh, honey, I'm so sorry. And he yeah. was like, I know. Just here, put some ice on it. I was like, okay. And it was getting worse. Yeah, well, at least, and worse. At least when it got worse, <laughs> I was like, you should go to the doctor. And yesterday, my face swelled, and there were these lumps and all down my jaw here. So you ran up and to I the was dentist like, today. Mm-hmm. So I called the dentist this morning, and they just opened up on June 1st, and I explained what was going on. And I went, I've never had TMJ before, but I know it, it, 
this is a lot of the symptoms. Could it be this? Is it something else? I'm getting nervous from the swelling. And they went, you know what? Come in. The doctor's a little concerned. However, call when you're in your car downstairs because we can only allow one patient in here at a time. We'll be screening you with your temperature as soon as you come in. I mean, it was a whole, it was a whole thing once I got there. Yeah. So I call. I'm like, I'm downstairs. Like, great. Come on up. They take my temperature, take me right in the back. And uh, my dentist comes in, Lisa Kadarian. Love her so much. And she was, so we're catching up because we haven't seen each other in a while. And then she goes, all right, honey. So tell me what's going on. And I'm explaining this. And she goes, okay. And she has double masks, goggles, and then the full on face shield. Good. Yeah. I mean, she was fully protected. So I take off my mask and I mean, you can, you can see the swelling and she kind of goes, huh? So she tests the TMJ joints first and she goes, no, it's. It's not that. Okay. And we keep coming down, keep coming down. And she was feeling around, but she wasn't fully on it. And I moved her finger to it and she went, oh my God, and pulled her finger back. And I kind of squealed and she went, okay, oh no, no, you can touch it. You can touch it. You guys, (laughs) it's not TMJ. It's not a, I was kind of hoping it was just somehow dislocating. She could pop it back in. I managed to bulge a tendon in my face and... (laughs) You just got to be more emotional more often. <laughs> the doctor looks at me and she goes, this is way worse than I thought on the phone. This is rare. I don't see this much. Like, holy cow. And I was like, well, what do I, what do We're I We're going to put you do? on a liquid diet. I'm not supposed to chew. I need to put heat on it and it could, t- it should heal on its own, but it could take a couple of months. So yesterday I couldn't open my mouth more than an inch. Today, at least I can talk a little bit better, but trying to teach singing and do all of this is very oh, complicated I at the moment. Think about that. Um, my lesson the other day was kind of brutal <laughs> trying to Eesh. work with a student. Um, and again, in the grand scheme of things, these are all mood points, but it, it hurts, and hopefully it will heal. Worst case scenario, she said something about oral surgery, but hopefully it won't get to that. <laughs> oh, God. And now we are moving back east, and we have three weeks to pack, to up, pack up our house. Cumulative 23 years of life. Basically. Into with a, a toddler running around. And a dog. And a sweet puppy. And to say we are overwhelmed is an understatement to say we are stressed is an understatement to say we are heartbroken and devastated is an understatement, but compared to everything else that is going on in our country and the world right now with what we've been talking about, we've got it pretty good. We've got it pretty good. And we are lucky that we have a place to go home to and regroup, get back on our feet, work as hard as we can and come back out in a couple of years. Yeah. So that's us. (laughs) That's what's been going on with us. Yeah, it's a lot. Anything else you wanna you wanna say? I love you. There's no one else I'd rather be in this ride with than you. Me neither. I love you so much. And yeah. we'll get through it. It's you and me. Together. And Hollywood. We're not leaving you. We're no. not. No, no, no. We're, we're just... not we're not leaving you. You're making it so we that we have to leave you. <laughs> <laughs> You've become so we have to take a break. expensive. We're taking a break. We need a little we're bit Ross of distance. We're Ross and Rachel you know, Ross and Rachel were just We were on a break. We were on a break. Except we will continue to follow our passions while yeah. we're on this break. Oh my gosh! Does wait when they were on the break? Did she get pregnant by him? Oh no no no! The break was when he cheated with her with the copy girl. He didn't cheat. They were on a break. Ah, <laughs> 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 I just set that up. But don't ching. I love you. Love you too. We're gonna be okay. I believe so. We're gonna be okay. Yeah. And thank you all for tuning in. Yeah, thanks guys. Like you said, Doug. I'm Amelia Myers. I'm Jason Rosewall. And this has been Married, Married to Hollywood. Hollywood. Talk to you later. Stay safe, yes. stay healthy, and Black Lives Matter. And Black Lives Matter. Matter. Bye. Bye.